Hey guys, we're back. Um, so it's been a, I've been on a bit of a hiatus from Anchor and posting, but just figured I'd drop in and give you guys a heads up as to what I'm planning on doing, what I've been up to. So um, rebranding the podcast a little bit to be more uh, expat driven, considering that that's sort of some of the life experiences that I've gone through. So um, my story is that I was born in the Caribbean. I moved to Canada when I was 17. Um, I immigrated to Singapore about two and a half years ago. And I've been here for two and a half years. I really like to travel. I like Asia. So my wife is from Hong Kong. Uh, We actually got back from Hong Kong and Beijing uh, two days ago. So this is my first time in China. And for the people who haven't been um, and are just seeing things on the, on the news or based on what they read online or whatever, um, yes, it is, you know, supposedly a communist country. Um, yes, you know, Xi Jinping, the president, is like the, like he's in power, he's going to be in power for a super long time. Like he was voted to be in power for, I think, like 100 years or something. Um all of that being said, that country is moving. Like we were just in Beijing for a little while. Um, it's not what you would perceive to be as, you know, a closed economy. People are there working, they're grinding, business meetings. Whether and I'm not talking about like foreigners coming in. Like you would think that you know it's like a lot of North, you know, uh, North American or Europeans coming in and doing work in Asia or, or rather in China. Um, you're seeing Chinese businessmen doing business with other Chinese businessmen. You're seeing Indian businessmen coming into the country. You are you are seeing, um, you know, North American and Europeans. Like we met a really nice like Canadian couple in the hotel lobby that we were staying at. Uh, shout out to the Shangri-La uh, China World City um, in Beijing. So we met a Canadian couple there and they said that they had been there. Uh, they had been to Beijing 12 years ago, and I asked them, I was like, you know, what, you know, what do you think, what's the differences, how, like, how was it 12 years ago? She was like, the lady I was speaking to, she was like, you know, you, you wouldn't, you would, there were a lot more bicycles back then, and I'm telling you, when you go to China now, everybody's driving a car, like, it's not as bad as you think, like, the pollution, at least when we were there, it wasn't that bad, um, it could have also been because they were having a big uh, government summit. Like, uh, I, what, I think it was called Two Sessions, um, where it was a big uh, Chinese government session, uh, Chinese government summit. But the pollution was really you know, not that bad. You're just seeing a lot of people working, doing things that people do around all other metropolitans, seeing things. So we saw the, we saw the Great World, uh, sorry, the uh, Great Wall of China. That was cool. That was actually probably the highlight of the trip. It was a really, really amazing sight to see. Um, not too many tours there, to be honest. Maybe it could have been the section that we went. We went to uh, Motinyao or something like that. Motinya, something like that. I don't remember the exact. Uh, I'll I'll put it in the description the section of the Great Wall of China that we went to. Um, and then we went to uh, Forbidden City. We went to Sacred Palace or Summer Palace, you know, a bunch of different, like we were only for like four days, but we did make use of it. 
um, Shangri-La, good stuff, great, we ended up going, so they had uh, breakfast, was really, really good, um, then they also had like an offer for high tea and happy hour, um, one of the nights that we were at the happy hour, uh, the Wednesday last week that we were there, they, um, I forget the guy's name, but one of the managers at the happy hour uh, area invited us to uh, to go to a, a little gathering that they do every Wednesday, uh, client appreciation night. So there we met uh, sort of the general manager, the residence manager, shout out to residence manager Alice um, and Stefan of the Shangri-La China World China World Hotel, China World City, um, a really impeccable hotel, highly recommended. Yeah, so I just that's sort of the the rundown for the what I've been doing for the what we've been doing for the past uh, you know past little while. We also went to Dubai, um, would have been oh, over Chinese New Year, so that was uh, mid February if I'm not mistaken. That's also a really really nice city really like really a lot of construction going on like I was I like I there were so many cranes everywhere like a lot a lot a lot of building going on you know that I think while we were there uh like it was mid-February uh the government said that the UAE government or the Dubai government specifically said that they're going to erect a new um, sort of neighborhood, for lack of a better term, uh, near the uh, Burj Al Arab. That's the that's the hotel that um, you know. It looks like a sail. Uh, when they first opened up, they had like a helipad where two tennis uh, champs were playing on the on the helipad. So around that area, they said that they're going to build a new a new yeah neighborhood settlement. Let's say. Um, but yeah, like seriously back on, I guess the topic of what I want to shift this podcast to is the ability for anybody really to be able to get out of where they are, what like specifically physically to go to another country or city within your same country and take the skills that you have and bring that to this other place, thereby giving yourself an opportunity to A, see new things, B, learn new things, and C, actually being able to, you know, teach what you've learned. So, you know, you can have experience from Canada. I'm, I'm giving my example. I had experience from Canada um, in managing software development teams. Now, you know, I can, I've taken, I am taking that experience from Canada and helping corporations in Singapore that are going through similar what they call agile transformations. So, um, being able to manage a team or rather any skills that you have are almost always transferable and translatable to other countries. So that's how you can add value to two different corporations or different people, entities, what, what have you, um, from where you are. 
and you also get to see the world and you get to explore see like see the rest of the world see how other people are living make your own judgments about things right like you know i like i said i'd never been to china i didn't really like like what i knew was based on what i read online like i was reading about like on scmp so um the south china morning post which is owned by alibaba which is actually i think uh it's a news outlet from hong kong not china like not mainland china so you know went to go see and we we bought masks and stuff or rather i i suggested that we buy like masks right because you know, with air pollution and everything, I was just like, you know, like you hear things on the news and you're just like, oh man, like rather be safe than sorry. So we bought some masks, but yeah, like the, you know, the, there was no air pollution. Like it seems like it was, uh, you know, a nice, like, a, it was a metropolitan, it was a metropolitan city or another metropolitan. The only difference between let's say Beijing and New York was that the signs were in Chinese, you know? If a person who doesn't know English goes to um, any metropolitan city and looks at the signs and cannot read it, that's sort of what I went through when I was in Beijing. And and on that note, I want to say technology is like really an enabler, a bridging factor, and being and you know it, it's it's doing wonders. So one experience we had. Um, was we were in a, we were obviously like we called the hotel, the hotel taxi to take us to wherever we wanted to go. One thing, like, like we wanted to, when we were in the taxi, we want, I wanted to tell the taxi driver to, um, to like make it cooler in, in the car. And now, so I have like a translation app. It isn't Google Translate because, um, Google is, um, like the uh, Google is banned for lack of a better term or isn't operating in um, in China. So I had like another like translation app. And yeah, like, you know, being able to speak into this, into my phone and then it understanding it and then translating it to Chinese to tell the driver to, to make it cooler in the taxi was pretty cool. That was one. But then the second thing was like, you know, I literally said on the, um, on the translation app, I was like, isn't technology great? And then I it read it out to the taxi driver and he was like, the technology is really wonderful. And then, you know, we both had a smile and, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's true. I don't know, maybe it's just, maybe it's just me, but I think it's really, really incredible to, to have two humans interacting that don't know different, that don't know each other's language, but are, can smile across uh, having a common understanding through the use of technology. It's fucking amazing, man. Like, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a great time we're living in. So, yeah, that being said, bringing it back in. Take the skills that you have. Use what knowledge you have. Guaranteed it'll be usable in other places. So... If you think that you know something that, or rather, if you're getting bored, or if you want to like, you know, try something new or see different places, are you tired of, you know, your buddies or whatever, just, just like, you know, you, you feel like you don't quote unquote fit in, 
or you're just like you want to change whether you're from a, like I, man like I was from I used to live in a city of 50,000 people like I know what it's like where like shit gets boring after a while right so um you won't have everything figured out up front you will try or at least like I again I'm talking from my experiences you'll try to get you'll try and do as I suggest you try and do as much as you can up front but do your research before you book. I'm not telling. I'm not telling people to book a ticket tomorrow. I'm saying, you know, if you have experience in something that is uh, transformable to another place, package it in a way, aka build it in your resume. Pack Google search where there's opportunity. So you'll literally go if you want to go to let's say I don't know Brazil. You'll type in and your background is software engineer. You will type in software engineering jobs, Brazil opportunities in Google. And then you see the list over there or just go to LinkedIn, right? Like maybe I'll do like a separate segment, like another podcast on LinkedIn, but it seems like link, like not, it seems like LinkedIn for jobs is where it's at. LinkedIn for people connections is really, I think the, the thing that's undervalued where um, you know, you can reach out to people who are recruiters who are looking for people are looking for qualified people or rather companies are looking for qualified people. If you're qualified, if you if you got experience, if you got the chops and you want and you have the desire to learn, then, yeah, do what you can where you are. We're living in a really great time. All right. I'm going to sign off for now. Um I'll uh yeah I'll probably like I'll start doing thing, these things more regularly now that I got a little bit of time and uh, if you need anything just let me know thanks bye bye.